The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Up. That was really synced up. That was nice. Welcome to Riggle's Picks. I'm Hi. Sarah Tiana. And I'm Rob Riggle. And this is the question episode. Question episode. Question episode. Send us your questions. We'll give you some answers. Question episode. Suck it. <laughs> See, now we debated whether or no. not the ending should be suck it. <laughs> we did not debate it. We did it. not. And we, we, said didn't, no. we didn't agree. We said we no. We didn't agree. <laughs> and then you did it anyway. <laughs> I guess because it's not called Tiana's Picks. <laughs> Rob would, gets to decide. How, how would Tiana's Picks have ended that song? With a whimper? No. You would have gone. <laughs> With a whimper. You would have hmm. gone, Riggles, we've got answers for your questions. Huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah sure. You got you to gotta put a slammer on that thing. Suck it twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's See? the best. That would have been. Dynamite. Hmm. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for sending in questions for this uh, uh, exclusive questions episode. Questions. We're not talking about sports. You can put that on a shelf. <laughs> Unless your question has to do with sports. <laughs> yeah. Then, then we'll we, talk about then it. Then we might. Yeah. Then we might talk about it. <laughs> um, so should we just dive right in? Let's dive in. You Sarah? go first. All right. Well, some guy named Brandon Sylvester mm-hmm. uh, wants to know. He says, hey, Tufelhunden. I'm glad that you read that because I didn't know what that said. That is German for devil dog. Okay. And in World War One, there was a battle called Bello Wood. Uh, Bello Wood? Yeah. It was a battle in World War One, fought in Bello Wood. Okay. And it's a little wooded area. Uh, and, with a bellow? Uh, <laughs> with a bellow. <laughs> and uh, the Marines, it was the first time that really the Marines had fought the Germans. And mm. so it was the first time we had engaged each other, and it was hand-to-hand. It was bloody. It was terrible, and we, we laid an ass-whooping on them. Cool. So they went back, and they reported, we've engaged the American Marines, and they fight like Tufelhundens, like Ooh, devil dogs. Interesting. And that was the report, and we intercepted that report that they sent back to the rear, and so we wear that as a badge of honor, so that's why we call ourselves devil dogs. I love it. There you go. So, hey, Tufelhunden, what unit were you in while you were in the Corps? Well, I was in several units. I started as a pilot, uh, so I was down in uh, Pensacola, then Corpus Christi. Then I decided I didn't want to be a pilot anymore. I wanted to... Ruin a, them on I, TV? I, I wanted just to be a, a, uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> That I, was so I missed mean. that. I was, it was, I was so in easy. my story. I missed it. <laughs> That's too easy. What did you say? I missed it. You said you didn't want to be a pilot anymore. You decided you wanted to, and I said ruin them on television. <laughs> pilots, yes. TV pilots. Thank you. Sorry. No, no, it's a good singer. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go lay down and but think about ahead. my life for a minute. Carry on with the show. I'm, go ahead. I'm out. Talking about America and how good you are for it. Okay. My I bad. wanted to be a comedian and actor, so uh, I stopped flying. So I went over to the ground side. Um, and uh, uh, became a public affairs officer, and uh, and uh, I believe it or not, I ended up doing uh, public affairs and civil affairs work, uh, really? which is different. Uh, there are two different worlds. But 
basically, I was always uh, I was always a um, an attachment. Meaning, in the Marines, you have aviation combat element, you have a ground combat element, you have a service support element. And the smallest and least known is a command element. Mm -hmm. And on the command element, you have a small staff. And I was always on the command element of whatever unit I was with, whether I was with 3rd Battalion, 8th Marines, 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marines, which I had the privilege of serving with these guys. Um, Those were – or Special MAGTAF going over to Liberia or – you know, a lot of times I would be yanked from the Marines and, and attached to a an operation uh, in a joint operation. So I'd be working with uh, Army or Air Force or Navy because um, I was always on a command element. So uh, that's that's uh, that's what's up, Brandon. That's what time it is. Several units. Yes, a lot big of, units. A lot, lot of units. But I did uh, a lot of. Uh, civil affairs stuff in Afghanistan, winning the hearts and minds, talking to the mullahs, trying to help rebuild roads, infrastructure, schools, stuff like that. Worked a lot with the media, uh, worked about with telling our story and, and uh, communicating what's going on, that kind of stuff. And did you yell, suck it, to the media a I, lot? I or? wanted to more than you could imagine <laughs> and didn't because I figured it probably wouldn't go well. A Marine showing was restraint. <laughs> yes. So impressive. Very I hope you impressive. Have a, a, it's called Discipline. <laughs> Marine Corps discipline. I, uh. I always don't. I don't ever know if I say that right. But um, So Max Matthews asks, what's the best way to fight when drunk? As a Marine, I feel like you should take the lead on this. Uh, well, those are great, a great combination, <laughs> fighting and drinking. The best, right? Yes. Well, usually. Usually go hand in hand. Hand in hand. Hand in glove. I don't. You'd really see one without the other. Um yeah, because let's be honest, guys, uh, they're going to drink, and when they do, one of two things is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Never the second. <laughs> so you what end up was, fighting. <laughs> well, oh, I see. With guys, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to kiss and make up, or they're going to fight? Is that what they No, no. When a guy sets out to drink, and he's looking to have sex or get in a fight, <laughs> and never sex happens. <laughs> So that was a good sentence. Never sex happens. <laughs> so fights happen. So that's have you been in a happens. fight before? I have been in a fight before. Yeah, I've been in a couple of fights. And um, I, 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 my nose is still straight. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Have you seen? Have you? What's the best fight you've ever seen? I saw a fight and over in, what? I saw a fight in New York City, um, as I was walking down Second Avenue up in the eighties. Uh, I used to bartend at a place called Ship of Fools up there. It was the rugby bar up there. And I walked across 2nd Ave and was walking down 2nd Ave. So call it 79th and whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, so in the 80s of streets. 80s streets, Not yeah. in the 80s, yeah. 1980s. <laughs> I was in junior high. Say, would I, would I be... Well, the way you said it. it was the 80s. The way My you apologies. Said it. My apologies. Such 80, a New 80s, Yorker. the streets. Okay, the 80s, yeah. 80s streets. So anyway, I'm walking down and – Literally just minding my own business. I was tired. A fight. It was. It looked like a Hollywood production. A fight came spilling out the door of a bar. Four guys. I mean, they all tumbling out into the street, out into the sidewalk, screaming and yelling. People in the bar rush out to watch. People all up on the windows and everything. Because I guess they've been fighting inside for a while. And it spilled out. Shirts. When they got up. Because they literally, like tumbling out of a saloon, they were tumbling out onto the sidewalk. 
They got up, shirts were ripped, bloody eyes, bloody noses. Like it was, and they were still throwing and haymakers, and they would hit each other. And it's a very distinct sound when you when fist hits face, and it's 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 awful. It sounds awful, and they were knocking each other crazy. And it happened literally right in front of me. Like they rolled out right in front of me. So I backed up and watched this whole fight spill onto the hood of cars, almost into traffic. <laughs> it was an insane-a-thon. And the, they were still hooking. Nobody was quitting. Like normally it's a, a ferocious, two, you know, a couple punch exchange and then it's broken up. Right. No, this was like a saloon fight from the movie Hooper. <laughs> it was out of control. The roadhouse. Yes, roadhouse, exactly. And uh, so that was probably the most uh, blown out fight I've ever seen that I was around. Uh, uh, there's another one, but I don't want to anybody uh, with that story. That's too much. Uh, well, now you're I, – I, uh, There was a fight in Virginia Beach one time that uh, I was part of. Uh, it was a big group fight mm-hmm. like that, but it was over so quickly. It was no big deal. <laughs> Anyway. No big deal. Moving on. Moving on. I bet you've seen some fights, Chandler, in Alabama. Yeah. Um, one only – not the ones at family reunions. Is there anyone <laughs> – Well, you know, we like our violence like we like our beer domestic. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, I one time was in high school. I was a freshman and – I was going to the parking lot, and two girls were in a fight because they always fight always the best. fight oh. girl fights. Girl and fights are interesting. There's a lot of hair. Yeah, a lot of hair. Well, this one girl pulled open a car door and shoved the other girl's head in it and slammed the door. <gasps> That's I, murder. That's attempted murder. <laughs> oh my God. That's attempted murder. Being like 13 and like calling my older brother, like, "Where are you? I'm scared." I don't blame terrible. you. I, was I would, the car okay? I Just think so. Yeah, it, I don't. That's think attempted it. murder. I'm sorry, but that's attempted murder. Like, I don't think they like got in trouble either. I think that they just got <laughs> ISS or something. And and then I was like, wow, I can do anything at this school. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Oh, I actually I got suspended from school for fighting one time. You I did? Yes, I did. How old were you? So was seven, I was in seventh grade. Why yeah. were you fighting? No good reason. Uh-huh. No good. It was honestly, it was, it, this is how the vice principal wrote it up and it was 100% accurate. Horseplay turned aggressive. <laughs> yeah. It that was, sounds like a boy thing. It was, it, it was the stupidest thing in the world. I ended up fighting the biggest kid in seventh grade. We had been in school for three weeks, two weeks. Like I didn't even know State half the dominance. kids there. Oh. And it, it, a bunch of people were like, it was between, it was after lunch and before you go back to class. And so everybody was kind of milling around in this little courtyard area and everybody's just waiting to go back to school and, or back to class. And somehow a pushing match started it got in a, and, and I got shoved into it and then I shoved someone and then the big kid started punching uh, this other kid. And so I, I, I shoved him. The big kid. The big kid. Because, you know, it was just a reaction. Yeah. And next thing I know, I swear to God, next thing I know, I'm in a circle with the entire seventh grade chanting fight. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I – I, and, and, and uh, the big the big guy, Tony, we'll leave it at that, mm-hmm. he uh, he puts up his dukes. So I'm in a circle. He puts up his dukes. I put up my dukes. Uh. Next thing I know, he smashes me in the face. I, I got – I punched him like in the stomach like – don't – it's not time for body work. Go for the <laughs> nose. You know, what the fuck yeah. are you doing, Riggle? Yeah. I didn't know, but I – because he was bigger than me. So I went, in, I went in low and he jacked me in the face. My nose just erupted oh, with blood. God. And so I – you know, and it was over like that. But, I mean, everybody's going, fight, fight. And it happened so fast. So then I, my, I got a bloody nose. I'd just been punched. And I, and it was, I was scared. So I, I, I kind of made my way to the bathroom. 
and I clean myself up and I'm shaking a little bit, you know, and I'm, I'm like, what just happened? What just happened? And oh my God, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm just, I'm in a state of shock probably. Yeah, adrenaline. And I, I walk out of the bathroom and there's Mr. Winters. Oh, Mr. Winters. <laughs> what a name for a vice principal, right? Yeah. There's Mr. Winters. Uh-huh. And he looks Ice down, cold. He, and he, you know, I'm a little seventh grade boy, you know, and he looks at me and he goes, what's going on? <laughs> and I, I remember I go, nothing. <laughs> Prepubescent. Wriggle. I was yeah. like, nothing. And he goes, why don't we go to my office and talk about nothing? And right then, he put his arm on my hand on my shoulder. It all drained out of he my started, body. I went, oh, God. He started crying. <laughs> yeah. Because it was over. The G yeah. was up. Yeah. He got me. I'm dead to rights. I don't even know how to lie at that point in my yeah. life. So I'm like. I was, you know, oh, I, yeah. I, I sat down in his office like, here's exactly what happened, word for word, <laughs> blow for blow. I spilled my guts. And everything's the end of the world when you're in seventh grade, oh. too. Getting in trouble is like, my life is over. I, my parents I, are never going to forgive me. I finally got to junior high. I've been in junior high for three weeks. <laughs> okay. Three weeks. Maybe even two at this point. <laughs> I thought you were And I've already been years. suspended. <laughs> I've already been suspended from school. Your proud parents. I mean, oh my I god! I bet your sister used that against you for so long. Still to this day, that <laughs> brings it up. Well, at least I never got suspended in junior high. Remember that time you got suspended, Rob? <laughs> shut up! Shut yeah. up! So, especially like something good happens in my life. No, I'm just kidding. My sister's great. Day. She would never do that. Well, at least it is in seventh grade, right, Rob? <laughs> yeah. As I shrink. Uh, so yeah. Scratch. Um, all right. What else uh, is out? Oh, Sticks It In Ya um, is, uh, <laughs> is the drummer for Steel Panther. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. He is it. He's not an it. It is. Sticks Zadinia. Sticks Zadinia. Sticks Zadinia oh, uh, is uh, the drummer for Steel Panther. Okay. Which is one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Sure, sure. They and do our uh, song, right? Um, they do the they the, do the, the, the Riggles pick song. No, well, yes, they did actually. They <laughs> yeah. did. Uh, Sticks wrote that, and he also wrote the theme song for uh, Rob Riggle's Ski Master Academy coming out wow. on Sony Crackle uh, sometime in August, I believe, late August. Nice. So anyway, he's a great dude, and um, he asked, "Who's your favorite group of dudes to golf with that rhymes with Shamblers?" Uh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I play with a group of golfers known as the Ramblers. <laughs> That's probably what he's referring to, of which he is a member. Oh, uh, he so he's I, just asking for a he, shout out. He to. wants a shout out. So <laughs> there you go, Sticks. Actually, Sticks is one of the coolest guys I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. He really is, and his music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He is an unbelievable uh, songwriter and musician. Um, if you ever get a chance to go see the Steel Panther, now they do their 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 bit is a tongue in cheek. They're like this overblown 80s metal band, right? So they, they play all the exaggerations, all the old school, if you will, a little misogyny, a little, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff from the 80s, the excesses. Mm-hmm. They play it up, and, and it's funny, and they're a funny group of guys. Comedically, they're hilarious, but musician-wise, their musicianship is off the charts. Like, you'll be blown away at one of their concerts. They're fantastic. Yes, I've seen them, and they are amazing. And uh, he's, a, he's a good golfer, too. I gotta, I'll give him credit. We also play with Court McGowan, who's a stand-up. Oh, yeah. Court's uh, really good. He's a scratch uh, uh, Zizi plays every now and then. Um, and then there's a couple other guys, uh, Brent um, and uh, Dan and uh, a lot of guys that we, we get together with. And we have a nice little group of golfers, and we, we all pass the same $20 back and forth usually <laughs> uh, week after yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you guys drink together is what you're saying. 
Basically, basically. Yeah. No, actually, we we don't know. Yeah. Anyway, oh, you take it really seriously. <laughs> we don't take it super seriously, <laughs> but we don't drink. Like we don't. Like wow. we we, we want to play golf. Right. Well, Court doesn't drink anyway. So that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. He's, okay. He's on the straight and narrow. Um, it's what guys like to do. You know what else the guys like to do? They like to not lose hair. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> because 66% of men over the age of 35 are starting to lose their hair. Guys, when you start to notice it, it's too late. <laughs> Everybody's laughing at you already. Um, look, is the hairline slowly starting to move backwards? You got any bald spots? Right? How are you going to feel a year from now? Huh? Is it going to just be worse? How about you do something, my friends? All right? Uh I mean, let's turn to solutions, real solutions, okay? Medical, scientific solutions. Forhims.com, one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual awareness. If you're a dude, you need to get to forhims.com because it's going to hook you up on all fronts. Well-known generic equivalents um, to name brand prescriptions help you keep your hair. Prescriptions, solutions. Backed by science. No waiting room. No awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 So easy. Answer a few quick questions. Doctor will review and can prescribe you what you need. Products are shipped directly to your door. Order now. My listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5. Today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash wriggle. Forhims.com slash wriggle. Forhims.com slash wriggle. Friends, do it. If you care about yourself and you're a dude, do it. <laughs> if you're a dude, do it. Uh, speaking of dudes, the gray spider whose uh, Twitter handle is at your mom's vagina. Huh. So I don't wonder how he knows that about you, uh, uh, where, where is or this? how he knows her. Where is this? This was is on. It's on this page with the purple. Uh. Um, I know you enjoy busting Rob's balls, but what is the over under he gets his star on the Walk of Fame? <sighs> wow! At this point, I think you get one for sure. I think you should probably already. You technically could already have one, and I just don't know about it. I think, te- I think <laughs> I technically, technically it. by the numbers, I could. Because of the TV appearances and the film appearances, the number, just the sheer number. Yeah. Well, so the number but of years think, that you've been famous is factors into it too, yeah, right? I think, but I, I know I know very little about it. But the over under is the question, and um, I think I think it's well. One is it more likely happen? than is it, that. Is it going to happen? Yes, I think. So it's you take gonna, the, the I we take call, a, we call I that the over. I take the over. Okay. Is that right? I don't. I don't know, know how betting well, let's, works. Let's change the bet. Well. well <sighs> Because over under, we'd have to put a number. Who gets to one it. first? We have me to put or a you? number to it, like a year, a year. Uh oh. How many years? Okay, within the next. Would you say years? five years or ten years? Oh, I'll go. We'll, Let's put I'll the, we'll put 10. the market five. Over or under five. I'll take the over. I'll take the over on five too. Okay. All right. Well then. Now let's take now. Yes or no? Do 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 I get one? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Over. I'll take that too. Over a I thousand like percent. I never saw that question. Even I, I went to the purple too. I never saw it. <laughs> I'll ask another one. Please. Uh, if you could see a concert with any two bands or comics performing, past or present, who would it be? A concert with any two. This is uh, at Joe Flower. 
uh, Bird Niles or whatever. Joe Flower asked this. If you could see a concert with any two bands or comics performing past or present, who would it be? You want to dive in? Who are you thinking? Man. If I could see a concert of anybody. Elvis, probably. I would love to have seen Elvis. Uh, I, I think you, you, you're right on track here. I'm right on. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're doing well so <laughs> I'm far. I'm doing well so far. You meet approval. Uh, Michael Jackson. Okay. Also, Elvis opens and Michael Jackson closes. And then they do a song together, We Are the World. <laughs> I, I hear you. And, and I concur. I think. And George Carlin introduces them. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> he was my first comedy album. A place, yeah? a place for my stuff. Aww. Yeah. I used to quote his commercials. The Wilson Speed Merchant 5000, the only wheelchair with a roll bar. <laughs> no. In the Fart Retrieval League. Join the Fart Retrieval League. And basically all he did was jump on foam cushions to release farts that had been farted into couches. God, there was some good stuff on that album. All right. Anyway, I would go see Elvis. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Michael. And I would like to see Steel Panther. It. <laughs> what? What? At one concert? Yes. In the, all in the crowd watching you perform? Yes. Why? What did you think I meant? <laughs> I can't believe nobody asked a question to you. Like, how annoying is it that Sarah laughs the entire podcast? <laughs> it's not annoying. It's good. It's healthy. I, I laugh. Oh, I like to see. I the, like I, to laugh. By the way, there, I'd like to see like ACDC with Bon Scott. You know, I'd like to see uh, Rolling Stones is circa '65. Mm-hmm. I'd like, you know, I'd like to see some of these folks. If you could pick them at their best, yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen Chicago with the entire band. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. With the horn section and everything? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, I yes. loved that. That was like... Their horn section was so underrated because they played great horn. Yeah. Uh, most of their classics from the 70s have great horns. Yeah. I love a big band. Like a, yeah. like a lot of instruments. ELO? Well, who's that? Electric oh, Electric Light, Light or- Orchestra. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you almost got <laughs> asked to leave <laughs> the booth. <laughs> ELO. Yeah, that would have been fun. They have such big music. Like, all their songs are fun. Their greatest hits Mm -hmm. album is every song is just fun, awesome, big song. Yeah. What about you, Chan? Do you have anything? Um, I would want to see Nirvana. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good call. Or like Biggie and Tupac. Or even like comedy. (laughs) Yeah, Biggie and Tupac together. Because I've seen like Guns N' Roses and stuff. Yeah. But I would want to see like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis like when they went on tour. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to see Don Rickles right before he died and that was – I was really – but I would have loved to have seen him in his heyday with Frank Sinatra. I got got one of the greatest compliments of my life from Don Rickles. You did? I did. What did he say? Ah, you're really tall. Yeah. He goes, hey. For a black guy. Hey, teeny. (laughs) Hey, tiny. (laughs) Yeah. No, he uh, it was he was a guest on the Daily Show, and I had gone out and done a bit, and I came back. There's that little kitchenette area where they keep everybody before you go out, mm-hmm. and I came back, and he came up and he unsolicited, you know, because I didn't want to bother him. Came up and said, "He goes, you're a very funny kid. You're very oh, funny." Oh wow! And I, and I was like, 
and the great part about it was John Oliver standing right there, and I looked up at John, and he, John just nodded his head like I heard it, because <laughs> I was you, like, yeah. yes. When you get compliments from people that you admire. really admire yes. and idolize, like uh, Billy Gardell, he listens to our podcast. By the way, he told me that the other day. Really? Yeah, I, I saw him at a, a table. Read, I love Billy, and I'm a huge fan of his. Yes, and uh, I finally met him, and he was like, "Oh, I've heard so many good things about you." And I'm like, "What?" Like, I, you know, he's a sweet guy. Crying, yeah, he's a sweet guy. And then, uh, yeah, and then his wife is from Atlanta, so she likes uh, some of my com. I mean. I, I, I it feels good. He's definitely not lying because he doesn't look. He, I've never heard him say uh, an untruthful thing yeah. in my career watching him. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. But he said it he listens. It feels so to this. good. It feels I don't know validating or, or yeah. something. It makes you feel like you're on the right path because the whole time you're in the 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 arts, the entertainment yeah. arts, you feel like you're on the wrong path. Right. You, you know, you feel uh, no one's really on your side. No one's supporting you. People are very quick to say, uh, it's tough. It's really hard. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, you didn't get that part. Or well, what have I seen you in? Or right. what are you doing? Are you still acting? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's judgment nonstop, nonstop plus rejection nonstop. Mm-hmm. So to, to get a, a, an eyedropper of validation mm-hmm. from someone that you genuinely admire it really means the so world. So you go, oh my God, okay, I'm not, I, yes. I, I shouldn't quit. Because right. I think this uh, business is a constant struggle of uh-huh. like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why would I do this to my, like, people say, you know, oh, they, you know, must be nice, you yeah. know, when you get, when you book something big. Or, or someone says, you're so lucky. You're so I want to punch someone in the fucking mouth <laughs> yeah. when they say that. You know, um, you know, it's why my accent comes out the most when I'm doing stand up. It's because that's where I'm the most comfortable. And it's also, the one time of day where I can relax because the work is the other 23 hours. Yeah. The, the work is not on stage. The work is the vacation. You know, <laughs> the work is like, oh, finally, like all this stuff that I've been preparing for and working hard for and getting told no forever and ever. And I think I've won, you know, it's another reason why I like sports because it's the one thing in my life that's fair. Yeah. Where there's like a winner and a loser <laughs> based on merit and effort. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people don't fail up. Yes. And, and, and there's, Usually, there's mm-hmm. a little politics. It's just about performance. Very it's about little. the moment. Yes. It's about execution. Mm-hmm. It's about who put in the hours and who didn't. Yes. And and it is. It's it seems, it seems really fair. It seems very fair. Yeah. Who made the shots? And about who as, did in it. this life. Yeah. About as fair as you're going to get. Yeah. You know. You know? Uh, almost. So when you when you hear somebody that you love and admire say something, not, then you because like so many times in my life, I've always felt like maybe people are just telling me I'm funny because I'm so nice. Uh-huh. You know. I feel. I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt that way because uh-huh. you're a nice person too, and I'm constantly like, uh, I don't. I don't am think I just so. Kidding? I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. Because. But I do. I. 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 I um, I remember a time uh, being so far up my own ass, Mm -hmm. meaning, uh, you know, just so concerned about me and what I'm trying to get done that I would forget to enjoy the people, the people around me, not even just what I was doing, just the people around me. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered how, you know, I remember meeting someone at the UCB or whatever, and they, they were great laugher and they, you know, they was just enjoying it. So much in the green room, just hanging out. And I was like, that per- I like that person. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it on the way home. I was like, why did I respond so well to that person? It was because they were so free and easy with their yeah. laughter. They gave the laughter as well. And then it, re- it made me start opening up and enjoying people more. And then 
realizing I got to give uh, I got to give the laughter too. I can't just be all up my butt mm-hmm. trying to worry about what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you got to enjoy it and give back and and share share the laughter. Mm-hmm. You know, as well as try to get the laughter. Yeah, and you have to so. live. You have to live life in order for for life uh, for you to even be able to talk about it. Uh-huh. And um, I live for a lot of things. Um, you know, these days news travels lightning fast. Yep. Um, Basically, what I'm saying is I live for True Car. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> True Car! Between status updates, breaking news, notifications, and Twitter feeds, you can always be up to the minute on every team and every game. While this is great for sports, it's the opposite when it comes to buying a car. Go online and you're bombarded with numbers, invoice, list price, dealer price. It's hard to, it's hard to know how to recognize a good price. Well, not anymore. Introducing True Price from True Car. It's the only price you need to know because it's exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories. How do you know if your True Price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. So you know how to recognize a good price. And your certified dealers know this, so they set the True Price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Nailed it again. Sarah, you nailed it again. No, I mean, I'm surprised that's not a question. Let's look at questions, by the way. Talk Mm -hmm. to me, Goose. What do we got out here? (laughs) Talk to me, Goose. Should a mother... Okay, Justin Blake Jones wants to know, should a mother teach a son about the birds and bees? Same for dad to daughter. Wriggle. Now! Uh, Should a mother teach a son about the birds and bees? No. No. Well, I mean, who cares? Yes. Obviously, if you're the parent, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're a parent... You should be able to talk to whatever sex uh, yeah. your child is uh, about whatever issue. But it's a little bit more. But, re- but I do think there's more experience. Like, you know, if, if I'm talking to my son and I'm going to talk about the birds and the bees or I'm going to talk about. Uh, you're talking. <laughs> I, I almost don't want to talk about nervous. it here. Well, no, I, because I don't want to say like – because I don't want to embarrass him or anything. But it's one of those things where like if you're going to talk about masturbation, if you're going to talk about sexual intercourse, mm-hmm. if you're going to talk about the odds and ends other than sexual intercourse, mm-hmm. you know, the, those are like um, – Body parts. Yeah, and you're, but you're also talking about – let's say BJs and, and HJs and, mm-hmm. you know, there's more things to sex than just intercourse. Yes. Uh, and, and so, so you know, if you're a – I think if you're a boy – uh, or a man, and you're talking to a boy, you you, it wouldn't embarrass him as much. He's gonna, everybody's going to be embarrassed with these right, conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it 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 probably a little easier. If I were to talk to my daughter about menstruation, or oh. talk to about you know about, <laughs> please do that on the podcast so that we can all get they a all enjoy it, it. Right? <laughs> I think. I mean, obviously, I could talk uh, technically. Yes. And I could explain. The limited knowledge I mm-hmm. have, but I wouldn't be able to answer certain questions. And there's little things, you know. There's things that tips and tricks that you ladies don't know, know how, how to tell her how to get stains out of her jeans. Thank you, like that, mm. or or don't wear don't wear white, or don't wear you know don't do things that you know could you, you could head off trouble at the past. You yeah. know, you could mitigate problems. You know, and and if you're a young boy who gets a boner in class, here's how you get rid of it before you stand up. <laughs> I know these tricks. Yeah. I know these. And these are important tricks. And what are the tricks? Well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> well, That's boy only knowledge. Really say, I know your tricks. Say, I know your trick, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> I think, I, I, the, to answer this guy's question, uh, by the way, super creepy question. Um, super, super creepy question. Um, I think... Uh, 
if you're a parent, you should be able to talk to either child about whatever needs to be talked about. I think you get more traction if you talk to the same sex parent. Okay. I should have asked his other question. Why do pro players get married? You got dollars, game, fame, and any girl you want. So why should pro players get married? Uh, they shouldn't, according, <laughs> according to his list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, they all do. They, it seems like pro players get married really young, too. Yeah. Well, look, a lot I, of them I don't, it's, it's kind of a, I mean, look, it, that's one man's perspective, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. First of all, you, get any girl you want. That's so not true. Um, that's so not true. So not true. And it's also like, uh, well, they think it, it is. They think it is. Well, it's like what people said when Prince Harry, like, why would Prince Harry get married? Yeah. And it's like, well, how well, because you want connection? Yeah. How about because you want children or you want a family, or you want to have love mm-hmm. or you want to be, have, have a, a level of intimacy with someone mm-hmm. that you, you can only find in a spouse or a partner, you yeah. know, that they can only be achieved through that level of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how about, why, that? How about uh, <laughs> fucking gets old? You know, like the older you get, like you can have sex and sex. I don't sex agree with that. Sex. I don't agree with that. You know that what at I mean? All. But uh, ultimately, like just having sex with whoever you want, that does get old. I yes. You know, and to and it and that can only be that's why people are still getting married. If that if if marriage wasn't an option that people needed anymore, it would fall along the wayside. But yeah. people are getting married because a family and a connection that you can trust and work on and a relationship is and also families go further. Yeah. It's just it's it's proven out in every study ever done. If you're part of a family, your wealth grows, your what you pass down to your children, mm-hmm. their inheritance so that they can have a better life and yeah. your grandchildren can have a better life and you know, it's part it's part of the life journey. Yes. Uh, does it always work out? No, it doesn't. Right. But but you you know, you shouldn't stop from doing it. it it's, yeah, and I you think- know, the, uh, Abraham Lincoln had a great quote uh, about men and women. <laughs> um, and it was basically um, uh, cats. It was, it, was a, it was a metaphor about cats. But basically, uh, you always hear cats fighting. You know how loud it is mm-hmm. when cats fight. Mm-hmm. And they fight all the time. And they hate each other. And yet, in the springtime, there's always a lot of kittens. <laughs> And I think the same is true for humans. Yeah. You know, we, there may be, screw feminism and me too. Mm -hmm. And there's all this, this disconnection right now, Mm -hmm. it feels like. And a lot of venom and I'm a victim, you're a victim, we're all victims too. But, and a lot of of Mm -hmm. not agreeing and not seeing eye to eye, not understanding, not listening. But at the end of the day, there's always a lot of babies. And it's because we need each other. Yeah, and we at the do. end of the day, like if you are successful and if you've worked your whole life for success, it's very fun to be able to share that with someone. Yes. And it just doesn't feel the same. I can I could say this speaking as someone who was single for 9 years in my 30s when I was going through you know, rising in success and I like to have no one to talk to about it at home, yeah. uh, you know, that's Difficult, sure. That you know, is. like it, it's it, and it doesn't keep you down to earth. It, you know, you need somebody. You you need your conscience, mm-hmm. basically. You need your conscience at home, mm-hmm. so that when you get too high on your horse, they bring you down, and when you refuse to get on the horse, they make you get back up. Yeah. And there's only so much of that that you can put on your family, you, or like your, your friends, fa- or yeah. your friends who have their own spouses, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think having someone to share it with, um, you know, it's it. It's pretty fascinating. It's what it's all fun. about. Yeah. Life is meant to be shared. Yes. It's, it's meant to be shared. Yeah. And it should be. Uh, and so, yeah, that's probably why they do it, sir. 
<laughs> yeah, sir. And sometimes, you know, they grow up in, in homes where they didn't have a full family, mm-hmm. perhaps. So sometimes, a lot of times when people get married young, it's because they've wanted um, a family, a family yeah. you know, a nuclear family that they could have of their own. Totally. So they create one. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you have a question that you want to ask? You want me to keep going? Keep, keep finding. I'm, I'm, I need a minute to look and see if I can identify one. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what shows worse moral character? This is from Dustin. Money laundering or farting in a crowded elevator? What shows worse moral character? Worse moral character. Farting in an elevator? <laughs> farting in a crowded elevator? Because it says crowded. <laughs> Farting in a crowded right. elevator. Crowded elevator. Money laundering. <laughs> That's Bush League stuff. That yeah. happens all the time. That's yeah. pretty easy peasy. But yeah, and you don't know who to blame it on. But when you fart in a crowded elevator, how do we know who to blame it on? Let's say that farting in the crowded elevator is a foregone conclusion. What's worse, owning it or pretending that it wasn't you? Mm. Owning it. Is worse. Yes, I would rather if I have. Let's just say we're all all of all four of us. We're in a very small elevator, and I bust ass, <laughs> and it's 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 hot. Your terms. It's hot and it's putrid, and it smells like a Gerber's baby food warmed up, and it's awful. Okay, um, maybe with a little PBR. Smell in it too. I have chills all over my body now for some reason. But let's just say that it came out hot. Let's say it came out fast and furious, and I couldn't do anything about it. And everybody's looking around because we're all in a panic because we're all in the same. And I hit the uh, emergency stop button, (laughs) (laughs) thinking it's the fire alarm, (laughs) thinking it's the nine one one. Yeah, thinking it was nine nine one one. I would not own it. You would not? I would not own it. Why? Um, because I would rather blame it on the elevator itself. <laughs> I would blame it on Chandler. I would blame it on anything. But I would not take the heat for that brand of funk because you guys are never looking at me the same. <laughs> so I, I'm not about to have that on my There is nothing about you that says you don't bust ass <laughs> on an elevator or anywhere when we're not around. I, I am such a – well, when no one's around? When no one's around, I'm Funky Jones. <laughs> you told me how you and your you go don't. downstairs. I do not right. fart. I do not fart in front of people. I, I don't need fart you to have a long wife. talk with my boyfriend, please. I don't think it's cool at all. It's not. Like even when guy friends, like we're out on a golf course, the wind is blowing. They're on the other side of the fair, and they go. Pfft. I'm like, knock it off! Like, <laughs> yeah. come on! Yeah. It's just gross. <laughs> it's all gross. I think that's the grossest shit on the world. <laughs> You know, if you guys are enjoying our podcast, yeah. uh, we need to we need your help because um, we want to stay. We want to keep talking about poops and farts. This is important, and guys. We want to be able to give our turd awards yes. away at the end of the at the end of the year. Yes. So help our podcast stay free to download with minimal ads. Responses will help align the appropriate advertisers to our audience. The survey is short and it's completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes and. There are two easy ways to be uh, to doing the survey. So go to podcastone.com slash my survey or go to www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. Uh, if you fill a survey out in the past, thank you, but we still need you to do it again. So you do all of us at Riggles Picks and Podcast One a huge favor by filling it out. So thank you for supporting our program and, and taking the time in advance to complete the survey. So please, please, please take the survey and rate and review our podcast because 
That really helps me and Rob know which one of us you like the most. Wait, what? <laughs> I I'm... knew you were reading, and I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm going to totally get him right now. Unbelievable. Yeah. What? Uh, Bori sends in a question. Bori? It looks like it, – that's what it says. Space, uh, CPM. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a Puerto Rican flag next to Bori. You see him right Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. It says, Rob, I always – I always wonder if there's any organization that helps service members returning or separating to get work in the movie industry. Well, you're in luck, friend, because there is. It's called the VFT, Veterans in Film and Television. Uh, It's located right here in Los Angeles, and they have uh, uh, annual meetings. Not annual, excuse me. I think monthly or even weekly meetings over at the uh, Hollywood Post 43 uh, right there uh, next to the Hollywood Bowl, uh, American Legion Post. Oh, is that where that is? Yeah, that's where they have the I meetings there. I used to there. live right have, next to there. Yeah, they have meetings over there. Great organization uh, full of veterans that are seeking work in uh, the entertainment industry, whether it is behind the camera, in front of the camera, writing, directing, producing, working on the crew, uh, acting, um, whatever, whatever your interests are. There are people that are uh, out here with the same thoughts, uh, and I get this question a lot from veterans. How do I get into the business? Mm-hmm. And there's you just start, you just do it. Yes. Now I get out. You know, how do I become an actor? Well, my advice: act. Act. There's no way around it. Find a way. Yeah, you need to get on stage and perform in front mm-hmm. of an audience. There's mm-hmm. just no other way. Um, you can take classes. There's lo- always local or regional theater, but you have to get out there and do it. There's no substitute. You're not just going to go in and read one day for Spielberg and become a star. Just, I know there's like, there's always these stories about, oh, well, I've heard he was discovered on a playground. You know, I'm like that one in a one in how many stories? Ten on billion. It? Exactly. It's yeah. crazy. So don't put your money there. Put your money in effort and work yeah, and yeah. trying to make your talent yes. better like everybody else. Don't put your money in luck. Yeah. That's like, you know, don't buy scratch-offs. Just try to Just make do your the own. Work. Do the work. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. Do you have the internet? Then you can find a way to get on stage. Right. It's the same with comedy. People are always asking me, like, how do I start comedy? And yeah. I'm like, you just start. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no rooms near me. Okay, start a room. Yeah. Start a comedy room. That's right. If there's there- no rooms near you, that's even better. Yeah. Because now people really need comedy. That's it. So start a comedy Find show. a coffee shop that has a little area. Yeah. Get a Mr. Microphone and stand up there and do your five yeah. minutes. Go to a bar yeah. on, a, on a slow night. Mondays. Nobody comes to our bar on yeah. Tuesday nights. Okay, can I do a comedy show here? Sure. Yeah. Can all the comics get a free drink? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a microphone? I don't know. Then go buy a microphone. Yeah. That's what I had to do. You you build you build your own. No one basically. Um, don't let anybody else be in charge of your destiny except for you. you. Like own you, your life. Own your life. You can own do it. it. There is no reason that you cannot do it except the only person you have to blame is you. Yeah. That's it. That's always why I liked doing stand-up was because I grew up in, on stage doing plays. And what I love so much about stand-up was that when I got laughs, I was the only one that got credit. And when I didn't do good, it was only my fault. That's there was it. no one else to blame. I, I, I couldn't agree more. When I did stand-up, I, what I loved about stand-up was there was no director. No. There's no yeah. producer. Uh-uh. There's, there's you – a microphone and an audience, and that's it. It's the most pure art form there is. Mm-hmm. You either they either are with you or they're not. Mm-hmm. They either enjoy or they don't. And it's and you're the owner. Mm-hmm. You're the owner of that. Yeah. 
and for better or for worse. And if it's worse, then you go back and you be a better owner. And mm-hmm. you come up, but you you revamp it, you rework it, and you come back out and you give them a new offering. Mm-hmm. And when that one works, great. You build a new offering, and you just keep doing it. Just write jokes. Yep. Every day. Just that's how that's how uh, you know that, that's how comedy starts. You know, with acting, I think it's like get involved in a play or put on a production or start writing a play. Like who knows? Like it doesn't matter. When, when I was in New York, uh, we we would uh, pay for rental uh, for to rent a room to yep, rehearse. To rehearse. Yeah. And I remember we did we you know not, we didn't have a whole lot of money in our group, and mm-hmm. you know it cost money. And we were like, ah, dang it. So I said, let's just go to the park, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll do scenes. And we'll put a hat out. We may make a buck or two, mm-hmm. you know, and we would go do that because it was free. And we'd do our scenes and people would stop and watch and throw a buck in or whatever because we were funny. We would, yeah. But we didn't have to pay for a space. Like you can get creative. There's mm-hmm. ways to do this. You just have to want it. Yes. You have to want it. Yes. And uh, tweeting at us and asking us is the first step. But yep. the second step is stop asking and start doing. Exactly. Uh, so VFT, again, for, for you, Bori. Uh, that's great. Ve- I didn't veterans know in, that. Veterans Film and Television. Yeah, Mike Dowling introduced me to it. Uh, he's a great uh, veterans advocate here in Los Angeles. Um, and you can check out We Are the Mighty as well. I think they do some great work as far as resources. They can get you mm-hmm. pointed in the right direction. Go to We Are, we Are the Mighty. Um, dot com. They 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 can plug you into a lot of different resources. Uh, but VFT here in Los Angeles. Uh, King Rhino wants to know who do you find funny? Oh, everybody. I, I mean, <laughs> I really do. I find there's so many people. Well, that, yeah. The list is so long. I, re- I have even if it's not my cup of tea, I still mm-hmm. respect their, yeah, yeah. their their approach, or I still respect them as comedians. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, there's so many good comics out there right now. Um, I will say Theo Vaughn might be one of my yeah. favorite comics uh, working today. Tom Segura, another favorite comic. Uh, Fahim Anwar, extremely great. A lot of these young guys. Steve Simone. Um, yeah, man, there's so many. Uh, Dulce Sloan, she's on the. Uh, she was on the Daily Show. I don't know if she's still on there because I haven't seen it in a while. But uh, do you know Dulce started uh, with me down in Atlanta? Oh, doing, no, she do, didn't. Do, she started with me down do, in Atlanta. Did it? Yeah. She did so. Riddle's Picks with me. Uh, I know. I was the one that for, referred her. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. Good job. <laughs> Look well, at us. Good reference. Both of us. Because she, she uh, every, I, had her, I, come, I had her come down and do like three or four Riggles Picks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. Uh, they kept bringing Fox her NFL, back. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she killed it every time. So when Because I, I was always, in the fall, sometimes I film movies mm-hmm. down there. And I'm down there. So she was always one of the great local talents. She's a great local talent, yeah. and I would uh, and now national talent. But yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, she would open for me a few times uh, down there, and I kept being like, "You need to move to LA. You need to move to LA." And finally, about two years ago, I get her to move to LA, and then she gets the Daily Show. That happened to me. <laughs> like right after she moved to LA, so she had to move to New York. <laughs> I moved here in June. Uh huh. I got the Daily Show in July. Oh my! God. And I had to go all the way back. It's awful. <laughs> And I mean, I moved in a van with all my stuff, oh, a moving truck. Oh, my gosh. You got it all, a cross-country trip, all the way out here. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Everybody. Oh, Everybody. That is, that is. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. Rip all the way back to New York. <laughs> oh, those were hard times, those. too. Those were hard times because the money was basic cable money. It wasn't enough. But it was, the, the gig was so good. Mm-hmm. And they only do six months uh, job 
Kia. Oh, right. So I couldn't move everybody back. So they all stayed here, and I had to go over there and stay in a small studio that I rented on Craigslist. Mm. And and then after six months, they give you another six months. Yeah. So the first year was all just guesswork, you know. So I, I passed my test on the first six months, so they gave me an extension for six months. But then I was like, uh, you know, a year's gone by, mm-hmm. and I'm living opposite side of the country from my family. Then uh, they go, hey, you did good enough. You get we're going to give you a whole year next year. Oh, I was my like, God. great. But we were we couldn't afford anything because it wasn't right. Yeah, it's not no, that much it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't move them back to mm-hmm. to New York because we couldn't live in New York. And I the best I could do would probably move them out to Jersey somewhere, and that didn't work because. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I ended up moving them back to Kansas City. Long story. Oh it was, my god, it was painful. It was yeah, painful I remember time. when uh, Madrigal got when Al Madrigal got the the Daily Show, and um, you know his kids are my godkids, so sure. like they were still in elementary school at the time. And so they, I was like, are you guys moving to New York? And Kristen was like, no fucking way, we're not moving. So she's like, Al is, you know? Yeah. And so she, he basically was like renting a, I, a I back had a long house. Talk with Al. Yeah, I had a long, oh, you did. I, I left when he was coming on board, uh-huh. and he was like, our situations were unbelievably similar. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, this is what I did, and this is how I mitigated the problems, and this is how I tried to get home when I could. And, and mm-hmm. I said, and it's going to suck. Yeah. It's just going to suck. It and did. it sucked hard. Not the, not the job, the, the separation, and the, yeah. and the work is a grind, too. Yeah. But um, Yeah, but you guys like I think people think of like comics as being like just like these these bros and these dudes who are and it's like yeah they're they're family men. You guys are family men too. Like when you have kids and and Al is like a dad. Like yeah. he loves being a dad yeah. and uh he's a really good dad and so they would have to they came out there and basically lived with him for the summer when the kids were off school, but then it was like back to LA and separated all the time. It's and, hard. Yeah. It's just hard. Mhm. Um, but you know what's not hard? What? Me undies. <laughs> Unless you've worn them for too many days in Unless a row. Unless they're crusty and old. <laughs> and I wore them too many days in a row. But I'm telling you, that doesn't happen. They're so comfortable. That doesn't happen. Want... With me undies. <laughs> My undies. Me undies. <laughs> hey, guys, take a moment. Think about your undies. Weird, right? <laughs> your first thought probably isn't they're awesome, which is why I want to tell you about me undies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feel good from the moment you put them on. And when you feel good, folks, anything's possible. Meandes are made uh, with materials sustainably sourced from beechwood trees. They're naturally soft fiber uh, that makes fabric that won't sag, won't ride up your butt. Trust me. <laughs> Once you put the pair on, just put a pair on. You'll never go back. Meandes can be sent right to your door. Yeah. No more fighting it out in a crowded store. Just send them right to your door. That stuff rhymes. Write that down, Chan. Meandes <laughs> is so sure you'll love the first pair that they will. Uh, and if you're not happy with that first pair, they'll do whatever it takes to get you into the right pair. And if they can't do that, you keep the undies and you get a refund. That is risk-free, my friends. And you don't find that in America much anymore any, these days. So here's the offer. Meandes has a deal for my listeners. First-time purchasers get 20% off their first pair of Mayandes and free shipping. And I said free shipping. 20% off plus free shipping. And a guarantee that you will like your Mayandes. Uh, I mean, guarantee 20% off free shipping. It's like an electric storm. <laughs> That's how good this is. Get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself right. Treat your butt right. 
Get your 20% off. First pair of free shipping, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. MeUndies.com slash Riggles, plural. I don't know why. That's MeUndies.com slash Riggles. Because we want you to buy plural amounts of undies. I get undies. it. I get it. That's how we know if you buy them. If you don't put backslash Riggles, then we... We just think you're wearing someone else's underwear. Word. I can tell you that my boyfriend is very excited about me getting some new underwear. <laughs> about you getting some? I am not an underwear person. Like, I mean, I wear underwear. I have to, but like. I have to. You know. I have to. I mean, I don't to. have to. I've, I've like... been court ordered now <laughs> to finally. I learned my lesson the hard way. But I just like, I don't like buying new underwear, I guess is to say. So you don't. Do you? Right, let me ask this. <laughs> Because this is interesting. Are you a shopper? Yes. Okay, okay. Huge. All right. See, I am a buyer. A buyer. I don't shop. You I buy. go buy. I go, I need a new shirt. I go buy a shirt. I go home. <laughs> I don't look at shoes. I don't oh. look at jeans. I don't look at the next store down the street. I don't fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So you go in the grocery store for one thing, you walk out with one thing. I go for milk and I leave with milk, a newspaper, Oreos. I'm the worst at grocery stores. <laughs> okay, good. At grocery stores, I'm a, the worst. Okay, okay. But that's only because they're the aisles. I'm, while I'm trying to find the milk, I run into five things I want. <laughs> I'm the worst at grocery stores. Yeah. However, I'm not a shopper in life. Like I, clothes shopping is just the kiss of death. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I do it begrudgingly. Um, so, uh, to hear you say that you're a shopper is interesting because undies should be part of that lineup. Yes, it should be. Uh, and yet you and, refuse. And yet I refuse. Yeah, it's just like the one part of the store that I never go into, which is why I'm glad that that is like online. Is it a childhood online? thing? Is it a childhood thing? Uh, no. Is there I some think trauma? Just... Is it like, is it... <laughs> did you shit your pants one time? And... <laughs> Yeah. Had to carry around the undies in your Yeah. Well, well, my mom didn't know how to dress me when I was little, so I would wear my undies as my shirt. So that was really confusing for a long time. Thank you. Now we're drilling down and really getting somewhere. Everybody's starting to get a Yeah, shirt. starting to get a picture. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. It's like I buy so much stuff online, um, and I guess underwear is like one of those things that I just never bought online. But now I am because we're going to be doing, you know, we we I I want to get on the MeUndies. I'm going to get on the MeUndies. Yeah. Uh they they have I need to sign up that Oh thing. yeah, they're sending me some so I'm like very excited to try them out. But like I do <clears throat> yeah, I love I definitely need to buy <laughs> Well, why, why are we doing that? Someone wants to know, where can I buy loaded vodka? Oh, yeah. That's a real question. It's right it here is. from Joey. It is in there. Um, and friend, um, we are uh, we are killing it. And if you want it, you can go to Florida. You can go to Texas. You can go to Southern Cal. Yeah, you can go flights to Ari- are cheap these days. You can go to Arizona. <laughs> you can go to Kansas and Missouri. Kansas City, though, is where we make it. And mm-hmm. it flows like the wine of Capistrano. Come and get your loaded vodka in Kansas City, friend. That's where you can get it. That's where you can get it. You can order it online, too, if you're 21 or older. I hope that's true. Yeah, because I tried to order some recently, and it was like, Are you 21 or older? I was like, Yeah. Sure. and then they let you put it in your shopping cart, and you just have to sign when and show your ID when it's delivered. Oh. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. You don't have to leave the house wherever you live. You're speaking my language. <laughs> oh. Just mail me just my Just mail me my vodka. <laughs> my loaded vodka. Did you have uh, 
Did you? So when I was growing up, did you live in a dry county when you were growing yes, it up? It just went wet last year. Oh, okay. Wow. Do you know what that? What did you grow up in a dry county? Ron? God no. Yeah. See, ours like the beer store and the liquor store were in the same building, but they just had separate mm-hmm. addresses. And my dad would drive we, through the drive-through, you know, and there's still yeah. a drive-through for the beer store, you know, and he'd be like, you want to go to the beer store? And me and my sister are like, yeah, yeah, you know, because they gave you that pal gum, the P-A-L gum, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. stuff was so good. It like turned rock hard after like 10 <laughs> seconds, but it was so good right at the beginning. And, uh, you know, where you sit up, you know, you're driving through and yeah. we had the, the bucket seat, you know, three on the tree forward oh, and my God. we would just sit way up front, you know, like <laughs> leaning forward. So the guy in the window made sure he saw us. And my dad's like, yeah, he sees you, you know, <laughs> we always go to get beer with my dad. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, in New Orleans too, they do like they're called. Do you want roadies? And oh yeah, it means something totally different than everywhere else in America. And you're like, yeah, and it's daiquiris. You drive through daiquiris. Yeah, I, I remember that. Drive. When I was stationed in Pensacola, mm-hmm. it's only like three hours to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and so on the weekends we'd road trip down there. We'd sleep in our cars in the French Quarter because we were too cheap to get hotel rooms. <laughs> But we would they had drive through daiquiris, and yeah. I remember thinking this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if they would still do it. Do they, they still do still it? Still do it. Because oh yeah. When we did a movie there a few years ago, I we'd get one every Friday and bring it to set and <laughs> just be drinking awesome. it on set. <laughs> that sounded that. like me on the train in uh, Boston a couple weeks ago. Um, Blue McNeil wants to know best place in Kansas City to get a dinner. There a restaurant, so, I would think. A, a there restaurant? are so many good restaurants in Kansas City. So many. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends. If you're, in a, it depends. There's just too many. <sighs> but I'm a barbecue guy, yeah, so, so you know, are we talk barbecue. There's, yeah, let's say barbecue. There's uh, there's um, Oklahoma Joe's, which is huge. Uh, there's uh, uh, Jack Stack. Of course, the old favorites, the classics like Gates and uh, Arthur Bryant's. Um, and there's, I think there's like a Q39, some new kid on the block I haven't, mm. but everybody's talking about it. Again. I'm excited. Yeah, there's going to be so much. Uh, Joy Eberlin, Joey Eberlin wants to know, will the Chiefs be better with Patrick Mahomes? It is the era of Mahomes. So I, all I can say is I hope so. I'm optimistic that it's going to happen. Um, um, Coach Reed has some shortcomings, but one of them uh, is not – uh, being able to identify talent and when it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so if he says it's time for the Mahomes era to begin, it's time for the Mahomes era to begin. And I think this this young man is a gunslinger. I think his team is going to rally around him. I think he's got a, a, just a string of weapons between Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill. And now they brought in Sammy Watkins. And mm-hmm. they got I can't and the running back. They got Kareem Hunt. You know, I mean, we've got. We've got a great offensive line. Like he's going to have some weapons at his disposal too. So if they all step up as well and and you know help keep the pressure off him, um, I think he'll have time to mature and grow and learn. And yes, I'm optimistic. I think th- good things are going to happen. Where did he come from? Mahomes. Um, uh, oh, I know this. It was uh, this came from Mahome or Maheim Mahome. <laughs> Texas Tech. Oh. I was going to say A and M. Oh, I was going to say A and M, but oh, so he's a rookie. He is no. He's, this would be his second or third year in the league, but he's he was behind Alex Smith. Oh, I see. So I think this is his second year in the season. Drafted in the 2017 draft. Yeah, so this yes. will be his second season. Oh, I see. Okay. So he got some seasoning. Probably learned some things under Alex. And, yeah. Uh, and now it's his team. Well, um, Neil Hoyt wants to know: Yay or nay? Are Lamar Jackson having a good rookie season? Yeah, I don't see why not. 
I mean, if he stays I, if in he the plays. pocket, if he stays in the pocket, all these young, all these young yeah. scramblers get outside the pocket in the NFL, and they get their legs or they tear their ACLs. They, they get concussions. It's not the college game, you know. You the co- yes. the pro game is so much faster and more violent that when you get outside that pocket, you really lose all protection. That is a weird thing about Baltimore, though. Like they're not. I mean, obviously with Joe Flacco, they're not designed to be a pocket. They're designed to be a, a pocket desi- passer. Yeah, I was about to say, because Joe's not, a pocket passer. Yeah, he is not a runner. No, <laughs> and not when by he, any <laughs> He's like Matt Ryan when he runs. You're like, yeah. no, 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 don't, don't, no, 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 no. Yeah. go out of bounds. <laughs> and the thing is, though, the pocket passers have a, a longevity. Yeah. It's the guys that go outside the pocket, they get abused. They may get away with it for a mm-hmm. season. They may mm-hmm. get away with it for half a season. They may get away with it for two seasons. It's going to catch you. You're going to get caught because you're going to you're going to you're greedy for more. You're competitive. You're trying to get that extra yard. You're trying to hold on the ball for an extra second. So, and you get you get beat up enough outside that pocket. Especially the way they run, they want to be runners too. And it's like you you, you're not built for it. Your knees are going to shred. And I know that they like he refuses to be anything but a quarterback. That was like a whole thing that him and his mom came into when Mm -hmm. they were you know when when they were discussing you know which could have been why he dropped so far in the draft. You know he was the last picked in the first round. But RG three is also on that team, so Mm -hmm. it's like Flacco's still there. They picked up RG three, and now they have Lamar Jackson. So you have like these two running quarterbacks so i'm wondering if they use rg3 and lamar at the same time i i think i think your depth chart has to go flacco lamar Mm -hmm. and then rg3 i do i think rg3 is your third stringer oh for sure but you know lamar has to prove himself during oto you know but i agree but i think i think he's your new guy he's a new face of your God, it's just so weird to me because, like, he didn't run in the combine. And then when I heard about him saying, like, oh, I don't want to – I don't want – and I think that's because he didn't want anybody to look at him as anything other than a quarterback. If he runs, then they look at him as a running back. Yeah. Well, you know, look, he dominated at Louisville. Yeah. Because I think the competition wasn't all that great. Right. And he was a man playing against boys, basically. So, of course, he shined. Of course, he Mm -hmm. could run circles around everybody. Yeah. But now he's in in an all-male league. Yeah, he's <laughs> it's not boys the, anymore. With the big boy, yeah, and and I think he's got a great skill set. Mm-hmm. But RG three is is a great example of what we're talking about here. A great great quarterback who comes into the league and tries to live outside the pocket, and his career is over in three years, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. basically. Same thing with uh, you know a lot of people think uh, Kaepernick, you know, with his whole situation that it's all about that about his kneeling. Okay, you can make arguments all day, but you know. Also, he lived outside the pocket. He, yeah. His his skill set wasn't quite. You know, it didn't hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's trust me, if he's the best quarterback in the league, someone's going to hire him. Right. So yeah, they, they brought back everybody Ray wants Rice. to win. Everybody so wants to win. They want to win. Yeah, yeah. And he has a really tiny head. I think that could be the problem. They can't find a helmet. That might be a problem. <sighs> um, yeah. Also, hey, while we're talking, and we are talking. Yeah. Um, please check out Podcast One. They have an app. Check out the app. Yes. All right? It's got exclusive content, stuff that you and I talk about that we don't even talk about here. No, not exclusive here on the – Exclusive content. <laughs> what kind of content? Exclusive. Thank you. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find content on the Podcast One app that we don't do on the podcast. You have to go to the Podcast One app to watch that exclusive content. Make sure that you rate and review us while you're there. Also do that on iTunes or wherever you listen to our app. And – uh don't be yeah. a nerd. Don't be a nerd. Keep sending in your questions. If you like these questions, if you didn't like these questions, maybe you should have sent in one. How yeah. about that? 
Maybe That's send right. in some questions that you do want to hear. And uh, and then also coming up, we're going to have a, a, a whole podcast that we didn't um, that we didn't do today uh, from the Big Slick. Oh, yeah. Exclusive interviews. Uh, Rob and I didn't talk about it today because we can't wait for you to just hear about it on the next podcast. So look forward to that. I'm excited for it. And uh, um, always a pleasure, Sarah. Always a pleasure, Always Robert. a pleasure, Chan. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Wow. She shot the look like, shut up. Yeah, just she wrap gave it me up. Shut up. Wrap it up, deuces. Gary, let's all give Gary the finger. Bye, Gary. Sir. Bye, Gary. Bye, Gary. Uh, this is Rob Riggle. This, this is Sarah Tiana. Bye. <laughs> Deaths in Afghanistan. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. U.S. forces say three American service members and a U.S. contractor were killed in a roadside bombing near Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. Court documents show actress Felicity Huffman has agreed to plead guilty in the college admissions cheating scandal. She's accused of paying $15,000 to have a proctor boost her older daughter's SAT score. More changes at the Department of Homeland Security. A day after Secretary Kirsten Nielsen announced her resignation, the White House says Secret Service Chief Tex Alice will be leaving shortly. Three officials say the departures are unrelated, with Alice's move stemming from a personality conflict within the agency. That's AP Sagar Magani. A bond hearing has been adjourned until next week for a woman from China arrested at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida. A federal prosecutor says she had a device to detect human, hidden cameras in her hotel room when Secret Service agents searched it. She also had nine USB drives and five cards. I'm Ed Donahue.